You're listening to the Meeting Midway Podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. Now it's working. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Eric, for, uh, for joining us uh, at Midway. Hey, um, uh, welcome to Midway. I'm Pastor Pedro Silva. I'm the communications pastor here at Midway, and I'm so glad to see each one of your faces this morning, worshiping at Midway, worshiping our Lord in this beautiful day. Uh, don't forget to register your attendance. If you're a member uh, or, or an attendee, a regular attendee, or if you're just visiting us, fill out this uh, blue card that is right in front of you on the, on your uh, in your chairs, and um, we would like to know uh, that you are here and uh, 
and, and to know that you are uh, you are worshiping with uh, with Midway this morning. Uh, there are a few announcements I'd like to make. Um, music for missions is August 27th. It's uh, this uh, s- Saturday, and we would like to see you all here. Uh, tickets are available outside. Today's the last day for you to purchase your tickets. We uh, we have this. Uh, uh, it's a, it's going to be a special event for all of us to, to participate in. Adults is uh, twenty five dollars, and kids are ten dollars each. And all of the proceeds uh, will benefit Rise Against Hunger and also the the music uh, ministry here at church. August twenty eighth at six p.m. Then the day after, on, on Sunday, we have Discovering Midway. It's, uh, it's a class, uh, just if you'd like to know more about us, if, if you'd like to know more information about us, or if you'd like to become a member of this church, uh, please join this class. Uh, there is a light dinner being served, and you can, uh, you can register uh, RSVP with Pastor Amanda right here, Amanda at MidwayUMC.org. And uh, it'll be just great. I can I can tell you um, how great it is. Enough. Rise against hunger. September 18th at 9 a.m. We'll worship God through service together here, at church. It'll be also another opportunity we have to to serve our Lord together, just to, to give back to God. Uh, you know, to responding to God in worship to what uh, all the beautiful things he's, God has done for us. Amen. But. Uh, we need 100 or more volunteers, and we only have 39. 41 now. So 41. You can do better than this, can't you? Right? We can, we can all come together and serve the Lord together. Uh, we are packing 30,000 meals. It's a lot. Can you imagine how many people we can bless with 30,000 meals? For how long someone will have a food on their table with 30,000 meals? So we need your help. We need you to sign up today. There is a link on your midway. If you receive the mid uh, receive the midway this week, on Thursday, there is a link right there, and I would like to encourage you to sign up, to register, and come to serve the Lord together as a church to bless uh, to bless this uh, all these people that will be benefited by by receiving all these uh, all these meals. Amen. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together and worship your name as a family, as a church. This is an institution that you, Lord, you have brought us, uh, uh, you, you, you have brought to us. You formed uh, a church. So we, uh, we're so glad to be here, Lord. We're so glad to be here as a family, connecting our voices to worship your name. Now, Lord, uh, be with us as we continue giving ourselves back to you, Lord, in this moment. Help us send our hearts down to you, in you. So you are the focus of our, of our worship today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited to be here. Um, like Pedro said, my name is Jared Brooks. Uh, this is my first Sunday here. So I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Um, I'm so excited to just grow in worship and be able to lead worship with you all. So let's continue to worship this morning. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures of faith. Never enough Then you came along And put me back together And every desire Is now satisfied Here in your love Oh, there's
sing this old hymn with me this morning. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear. The Son of God disclosed Let's invite our children to come forward for our children's sermon with Miss Tiffany this morning.
Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Good. All right, so today we're going to continue talking about communication. What is the way that we communicate the most these days? You guys may not because you're not quite as old as your parents, but how do your parents communicate the most? By phone, via text, right? So we are going to talk today about a prophet who communicated God's word. But can anyone, before we start that, can anyone tell me what BRB means? If you're like texting, you say BRB. Be right back. Okay. What about LOL? Laugh out loud. What about OTW? Anyone know that one? That one's tough. On the way. That's what it means, right? So we're going to go back to that in a little bit and talk about something, one of those kind of little shortened little phrases that you guys can use. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Jeremiah. And so he is in the Bible after, who did we talk about last week and the week before? Does anyone remember that prophet's name? Remember? Isaiah, that's right. Good job. And so he is in the Bible after Isaiah. Jesus, I know. We're going to talk about Jesus Jesus too, right? a little later. I know, a little later, but good job. So we are going to talk about um, Jeremiah's journey, and he had a pretty rough journey. Want to know what happened to him? Well, he got put in a well, and he was just, it was an empty well. It just had lots of mud in it, and he had mud in, under its nails and all over him, and he thought, am I ever going to get out of this well? And he got put in there because he was telling, a, he was being a prophet and telling the word of God what God, a message that God had given him, and he got put in there. That stinks, huh? And he wondered if he would ever get out. His belly was grumbling. Someone had given him some food, but that day he had no food. He was like, am I ever going to get out? And he thought he was about ready to give up. Would you give up? I I might. I mean, like, if you'd been in there for a long time and you're just covered in mud, I might think about it. But he did give up. And who never gives up on us? That's right. Never gives up on us. And so, what did I say a person who tells a message from God, what is that called? I said that word a couple times. A prophet, right? So, he was a prophet. And he got put in the well because he was telling God's word. I know, right? People didn't believe him. He was telling them that they were going to go to battle and that they might even get killed if they didn't listen to him. And that they would get captured. And just when he was about to give up hope, you know what happened? He looked up, and there were some men up there, and they were throwing them down a rope that was wrapped with a bunch of of fabric so that way it wouldn't hurt them. And they said, hey, put this around you. We're going to lift you up out of the well. (gasps) Right when he was getting ready to give up, he was like, oh, I don't think I can do this anymore. But what they do, they came and they saved him because you know what? He was doing the right thing. And God made sure that he was saved because God knew he chose the right man for the job and to spread his word. So you know how I told you about that little bitty phrase that we're going to talk about, like the BRB? Well, we're going to talk about one in just a minute. I'm going to show you something. So God knew you before you were born, and he knows what gifts you have and what's important and what are the things that you could do. And that's what he knew about Jeremiah. And so this is what I want to show you that's going to remind you. Let's see if anyone can figure out what this means. What do you think, if you look at this, what do you think it means? Mm-hmm. Anyone? What you got? Um, don't. <laughs> it's and about God, I'll tell you that. God and Jesus? <gasps> Whoa, <laughs> you got it! So that is God never gives up. Because God never gives up on us, right? Even we want even when we want to give up on ourselves and even do you think being a Christian and spreading the word of Jesus, is that always easy? It's not. Sometimes it's hard. And sometimes always doing the right thing is hard, right? Because do your friends always do the right thing? Do your friends always do the right thing? I know my friends don't always do the right thing. But Who never gives up on us? That's right. So we have to really try our best not to give up on him, right? 
right? You guys are quiet this morning. Say, (laughs) right? Right. Okay. Let's say a prayer and pray that God helps us not to be nervous or scared when we are trying to tell others about Jesus, right? Okay. All right. Everyone bow their heads. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for never giving up on us. Help us to be strong. Help us to be strong. And not nervous. And not nervous. And not scared. And not scared. To share your love. To share your love. And to shine like Jesus. To shine like Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys can head downstairs or head back with your parents. Do you need help? As the children uh, continue to walk out, um, I'm going to teach y'all a new song today. Um, this is a newer song, um, and it's it's meant a lot to me. It's one of my favorite songs right now, um, and it's just about standing strong on Christ. Um, he's our firm foundation, amen. We can do anything through him, and it's just so hard to, to live for Christ sometimes. You know, as, as a college student, that's kind of my, like, mantra sometimes. It's like, it's hard for li- to live for Christ, you know. Um, it's hard for everybody to live for Christ. So this song has just been um, a lot of peace for me and knowing that I can build my life on Christ. I can know that he's my firm foundation. So let's sing this morning. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, he's So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I He 
Father, we just thank you. Thank you for being our rock, God. For being our firm foundation. Because God, even if some of us in here this morning don't know you, you know us. You know us before we were born, God. So I pray that you speak through this worship this morning. You speak through this message. And we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. The same spirit of prayer. Let's pray together the, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. For those of you I don't know, my name is Amanda Lane. I'm the associate pastor here at Midway. And this morning, I have the privilege of delivering the message. So uh, would you go to God uh, in prayer with me? Almighty God, we invite you here this morning. We pray that we might feel your, your presence, your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray this morning that as we experience you, God, we might feel transformation in our hearts. And may that transformation change your world. In your name we pray. Amen. I think the one thing when I've got folks, when people come to talk to me about what's going on in their life or what they're experiencing, one of the things that, that comes up most often is feeling God's presence. We want to feel God with us. We want to know that God is with us, and, and we want to be able to, to feel it in a, a tangible way. But one thing a lot of people tell me is, I can't feel God. I can't feel God's presence. I, I can't feel God working in my life. And that's a, that's a lonely place to be, right? We want to experience the presence of God because... We know that scripture, God tells us in scripture that God's always going to be present. And we know that that presence brings us a peace. But sometimes we just can't feel it. I want to talk today about God's presence and, and the promise of God's presence in our life and the way that God reveals that presence to us. We're going to look... Um, at how that happens in the, um, the prophet Jeremiah. We're looking at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Uh, before we look at that scripture, well, go ahead and open your Bibles if you've got them. If you've got the Bible app, open it. Um, you can open that up as well to follow along. Um, but we have looked, this, this past couple months, we've looked at the prophets We've been talking about the way God has spoken through the prophets, what we can learn from them. And um, like we talked with Amos, we talked about Hosea, we talked about Isaiah, and now we're looking at Jeremiah. Jeremiah's uh, ministry scans a long, long time. It spans a, a good period of time in the Old Testament. Um, he, Jeremiah came and was preaching to the southern kingdom of Judah. Remember that the kingdoms had split apart and there was the northern kingdom that was not ruled by someone in the line of David, which was really important in the covenant. And then there was a southern kingdom that maintained the line of David. 
and they had the temple. And this is how God had spoken to the people. He had, God had said, you'll be blessed through the line of David. And the temple is where you are called to worship. Well, Jeremiah was preaching to those people. They're supposed to be the chosen people. But these people had broken the covenant with God. They broke that covenant and they were worshiping false idols, foreign idols. And they were also ignoring injustices. There was a lot of corruption going on and they were ignoring that. So Jeremiah had the task of of coming in and saying, hey guys, you're messing up. And then he also had the hard job because God told him to do this. He also had the hard job of predicting the eventual destruction of Jerusalem And the exile to Babylon. So not only did he have to say, hey guys, you're messing up. He also had to say, hey guys, all of this that you've built is going to go away. And then a little bit of his message, the very end part, he had the privilege of sharing hope with the people. He shared hope that they would one day return to Jerusalem. That God was going to renew this covenant. Even though they had broken it, God would reestablish it and bring it back. So as you can see, Jeremiah didn't really have an easy task in front of him. Jeremiah had a really difficult message to share with the people of the southern kingdom and and one that he probably didn't want to share. He was expected to preach an unpopular message. He was expected to preach about destruction and preach about the broken covenant that the people had made. I don't want to be a Jeremiah. When I am asked to preach on the prophets, I'm like, can we preach the happy parts? Alas, God sent us to preach the happy parts and the sad parts and the hard parts. So our scripture today highlights how God called Jeremiah but also how God equipped Jeremiah and how God made sure that Jeremiah knew, hey, I'm with you always, and I will be with you throughout your ministry, throughout whatever. So let's read together, read in our scriptures, Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And we see in the scripture, God called on Jeremiah when he was young. Some sources say he may have been 13, but generally the consensus is he was between 17 and 20 years of age. It's still pretty young, right? He's not got all of his self together. and, And here God is saying, hey, I want you to go preach a message of destruction. So here is this young prophet, and he's being called. What an intimidating job to be given. Jeremiah needed assurance from God. He, he needed God to say, I've got you. And I, I don't blame him. I would probably ask the same, and I'd probably, actually, let me just go ahead and be honest. I would probably tell God, to someone else, you got the wrong girl. Um, But we see that God promises to do just that. In verse 8, 
If you look at verse 8, it says, um, God told him, do not be afraid of them, for I'm with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So whatever Jeremiah was going to do, whatever he was going to have to share with the people of Jerusalem, God was going to be there. God was going to give, give Jeremiah the words that he needed. I also want to point out maybe something that Jeremiah didn't, didn't recognize up until this point, but um, God had been with Jeremiah all along. God didn't suddenly show up at 17 or 18 and say, hey, here I am, now you got to follow me and we got to do this. No, if we see, look at verse 5, God tells him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. God was with Jeremiah before Jeremiah was even Jeremiah. So before he was born, God's presence was there. God was leading and guiding Jeremiah. Whether Jeremiah knew it or not, God was there. Whether he recognized it or not, God was there. God tells him, I'm with you. I'm going to rescue you, and I will put my words in your mouth. So all Jeremiah had to do throughout his ministry was recognize the presence of God. We see that throughout the chapters, throughout the book of Jeremiah. And even history confirms this, that that God led Jeremiah told him to prophesy about the, the coming destruction, how Babylonia would, would come and take the people away. And it happened. He also was able to give the promise of hope that they would one day return to the land. The, co- the covenant would be renewed and, resta- and established. So we, we see now that how God worked with Jeremiah and promised this to Jeremiah. The thing is that Jeremiah is not the only one that God made this promise to. God made this promise to you and me. God made this promise to be with us, no matter what, in our ups, our downs, the good, the bad, the the happy or the sad. God promises to be with us and present and promises to give us the tools that we need to, to do what we've been called to do, to go out to, to glorify God. So how do we know? How do we know that God is present with us? You know, like I said, so many times when I do have a chance to talk with folks, they, the question, one of the questions that comes up most frequently is, how do I know God is, is present? How do I know that I'm following God's will? How do I know that that this is what I am supposed to be doing? Well, I always like to look back at Scripture and and see where we can see that promise at work. And I think one of the very first places that we can really see this promise at work is through the Hebrews. When they were leaving Egypt, God led them as a cloud by day and fire by night. So in this cloud, they, they followed God. And, and when Moses went up to Mount Sinai, the cloud came down. And, and it's described as an earthquake. When God was speaking with Moses, all the people heard and experienced was an earthquake. And back then, when people experienced these natural disasters, they said, oh, it's, it's God. God is working. God is moving. God is, is doing something. Floods, fires, earthquakes. So they knew God was talking with Moses. And then remember Moses. Moses asked God, he said, God, please show me your face. And God said, well, I can't show you my face, but I can show you my backside. All right. So, but even that, even that was glorious enough that when Moses came down the mountain, his face was shining, and the people were like, hey, Moses, whoa, that's too much. Settle down. Put a veil over your face. When the people built the tabernacle, 
the fire would come down when, when Moses or when any of the, the priests would go in to meet with God. The people could see the physical manifestation of God coming down into that tabernacle and, and being there with God. If we fast forward a little bit to, to one of the other prophets, Elijah, we see Elijah as he ran from Jezebel. He, he had a, a, um, a bounty on his head. He ran from Jezebel and he hid. He experienced God, not in the fire, not in the wind, not in the earthquake, but in the still, small voice. So even in the Old Testament, we see that God went from this big, big physical manifestation, this mighty theophany is what they call it, to the still, small voice, leading and guiding the prophets, the people that God had called. I jump to that New Testament and um, who, who was God on earth? That's where you guys, what, tell me again. Jesus, good job. All right, everybody gets a gold star today. Uh, but yeah, Jesus was God incarnate, God here on earth, walking with us, the presence of God, leading the disciples, leading the people of that time. But then he was crucified died, buried, resurrected, and he ascended to heaven, and he promised us the Holy Spirit. He promised his disciples the spirit that would dwell within us. And when we read in the, chapter, the second chapter of Acts, we see that flames were present on each disciple when the Holy Spirit came down. Now, there's not flames on us, but, but what that tells us is that God dwells within us. So you see how, how the presence of God has kind of evolved over time. Our understanding of how God is present. At the very beginning, we, we thought God was elsewhere. God was out there, and, and when God chose, God was here. God came down and then left again. And then in the person of Jesus was, was physically present with us for, for a certain period of time. But now, now that we have the Holy Spirit, God is with us indefinitely. And God is accessible by each one of us. Each one of us has the Spirit and the presence of God within us. Now, if God is present within each one of us and, and we all have the Holy Spirit, it should be real simple to hear God, right? Yeah? I mean, how many of you guys hear God on, like, hey, Pedro? No? no I, I got to put my hand down because I don't even hear a, a voice of God in that sense. I don't see a, a physical manifestation of God. Some people do. Some people experience that. But I want to say most of us don't. Most of us experience God differently, maybe in a feeling or, or guidance or that nudge. We all experience God in, in a different way. I, I had a lesson in experiencing God and experiencing the presence of God this week. So whenever I am scheduled to preach... I typically like to come in on Monday, get my coffee. I sit down and I, I read through several, several versions of the scripture. I like to take it nice and easy. I like to look at some commentaries. What do other, what have other pastors said? What do I feel that this scripture is saying to us, to this time, this day? And by Thursday, I have an agreement with the Holy Spirit that by Thursday, we're done. Right? My outline is done. My everything that I want to say is done by Thursday. This week, Jenny texted me on Thursday and said, "Hey, I just text, tested positive for COVID. So pray for her, please." But also, I kind of I was by myself and I looked around and I was like, "Well, who's going to preach?" <laughs> it's me. So I got into the office, 
Thursday. I got my coffee. I got my Bible. I sat down. I got on my computer and nothing. I was like, okay, God, come on, work with me here. Remember, we're going to get this done today. No, just not. No, it wasn't happening today. It wasn't happening on Thursday. And I was, I was talking to a friend that afternoon, and I was like, I'm just so frustrated. I'm, I'm usually done by Thursday, and I know that this was a last-minute thing, but come on, can't the Holy Spirit work with me? And she told me, she said, sometimes we have to let go. Sometimes we have to let God work and be present in that moment. You can do all the planning you want, but if you don't allow God to be present and to work, is it really from God? So I took a deep breath and I said to myself, I said, okay, Amanda, this is what you preach to others. Maybe you should choose to believe that as well. So I put all of my sermon stuff away and I went on home. Didn't touch my sermon until Friday morning. But let me tell y'all, the feeling that I got on Friday morning when I sat down at my computer, there was an energy, there were ideas, and I can promise you a sermon has never come together quite like this one did, and I really feel like it was inspired. Now, I want y'all to wait until after the service. If you don't think it was inspired, let me know then. But I really felt God working within me leading me and, and guiding me in that time to write this sermon. That was just one way. I think people experience God, experience the presence of God. I asked this same question on social media this week. I asked people, I said, how do you feel God's presence? How do you know that God is with you? Given the examples you might have experienced, I had a couple friends respond, and I think we've got some quotes up here so you guys can read along. Um, are they there? All right. Isn't our AV team great? I sent these to them at 5.30 this morning. <laughs> uh, my friend Sarah said, I feel him when I'm interacting with my children. The peaceful feeling of family in love and how they unconditionally love my husband and I. I feel our Heavenly Father during our play or cuddles or daily routine we mess up sometimes, and I know we are not perfect, but I feel God's presence through the love we have for our children and then for us as parents. I know if you've had children or if you've been an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, uh, you know, a, a, anything to do with children, maybe you felt that as well. There's nothing quite like cuddling a little kid and providing them presence. My friend Claire said, I feel his presence and hear his voice in the voices of those who walk aside, alongside me in this life. I also feel his presence when I'm listening to music. The breath of the Holy Spirit surrounds me and calms and restores my anxious heart. Beth said, during, Bible, during my Bible reading, when I read something that applies to what's happening in my daily life, I love hearing God talk to me through songs, because a lot of songs are taken from Scripture, and after all, Scripture is God's Word. How many of y'all find music to be a way that you hear God? Yeah, a lot of people, that's, that's a big one for a lot of folks. Another friend said, I feel God's presence when I see someone going out of their way to show kindness to a stranger. It's unexpected. That's what Jesus would have done. And then my friend Melissa said, he always seems to send me signs or messages when I need them. A word of encouragement from a student, a sign on a billboard, or just a beautiful sunrise or sunset. Today, I had a student tell me, I'd trust you with my life. It felt like a message reminding me that he set me in this spot to show his love. Sometimes others can be the physical manifestation of God's presence for us. Reminding us that God is with us. 
My friends, I, I look out across this congregation this morning and I realize that in each one of you, God dwells within you. And for some of y'all, I've, I've talked to you and I know, I can see God's presence bubbling out of you. For others, I know that you're, you're working to experience that presence and to, and to feel that presence. But the truth is, for each and every one of us, that God is with us. It's up to us to work to recognize God's presence. Like the people that, that responded to my social media post, we, we can see that God is not limited to one specific space. You don't come to church and that's the only place you can experience God. God's presence isn't only limited to scripture. A lot of people said, yes, I feel God's presence in scripture. God is revealed to me through scripture. But sometimes people can feel God outside of scripture. God's presence can be experienced in everything. In everyone and everywhere. Thank goodness. Thank goodness God's not limited by time or space or person. But I think, I think really the only thing that limits God is us. When we look around and we say, well, I don't see what God is doing. When we look at our, our friends and our neighbors and strangers and we don't take the time to recognize that God is dwelling in them and that they, they can impact us. My prayer for each of us this week, my prayer for each of us is as we go out into the world, as we go out and we, we seek to see the presence of God around us, my prayer is that whatever, in whatever situation you find yourself, good, bad, happy, sad, mundane, or extraordinary, my prayer is that you will take a moment to stop, to look, and to see God is present in everything you do. Let us pray. God, you are absolutely amazing. And we thank you so much for all that you've done, for your presence in our lives. God, I pray that as we go out this week, Lord, that you would remind us of that presence. Lord, that you would just reveal yourselves to us. God, and, and remind us that you are with us always. Amen. Indeed, indeed, God, God speaks to us. Amen. And it's, uh, I, I want to challenge you to do something right now. I want you to look at the person next to you. Look how beautiful they are. That's awesome, isn't it? Hey, well, listen, it, it tells me and it tells us that we are all different. And because we're different, because we are unique, God speaks to us in different ways. So um, the question I want to ask you this morning is not how much, but how are you responding to God when God speaks to you? Are you responding, God, with your arms, with your hands, with your feet, with your tithes and offerings, with your resources, with your heart, with your ears? With your voice. How are you responding to God? Are you responding to God in worship? How are you worshiping God? God speaks to us in many ways. God speaks to me in many different ways. And it's my choice to respond to God. To, to, to respond to God in what He's asking me to do. 
So this morning, I want to uh, encourage you and also challenge you to respond to God however God is asking you to do, to, to, to act. However God is asking from you. There's one specific thing. Uh, if, you, uh, if you have your tithes and offerings, that'd be, it's awesome. And I want to thank you for your generosity. I want to thank you because I know God has been faithful to us. And thank you for responding to God in this way. Giving your tithes and offerings to us. You can, you can give online. You can give through our app. You can put your envelope uh, in the offering plate there in the back of the church. But I want to encourage you to also sign up for the Rise Against Hunger uh, event. September 18th at 9 a.m. I want to encourage you to do that. We're putting together 30,000 meals. That's a big thing. That's a big deal. We're blessing so many people. And I want you, I want you to do that. We only have 41 people, and we need more than 100. I know you can respond to God. I know that if God is talking to you right now, I know you are going to be faithful enough to respond to God this way, signing up for the Rise Against Hunger. Thank you for your generosity, and thank you for responding to God in worship, to the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ through this church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For your faithfulness. We thank you because you have been so generous to us. You have blessed us in so many ways. You have spoken to us in so many ways. And we are here to respond to you. Listening to your voice. Speaking to us. Gently to our hearts. And responding to you because you are faithful. It's not about us. It's not about the meals. It's not about the money. It's not about anything else but you. So we want to respond to you, only to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore.
with each of you this morning. Jared, thank you. You've done a wonderful job. We're excited to continue worshiping um, with each other and having Jared lead us. Watch out, he's going to teach us new songs. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> friends, my prayer for you as you go this week is that you would go out seeking. Go out looking for God's presence. And when you find that presence, soak it in. And as Pedro said, respond. Go in the name of God the creator, God the redeemer, and God the sustainer. Go in peace. You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.